You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dear, dear Coach Bellini, I'm just, I'm just mad as fucking hell that you would use that kind of goddamn language in describing our fuck ton of a fan base. To whom it fucking concerns, fuck Nebraska. To the honor fucking Bo fucking Bellini. How fucking dare you? Use that language in fucking regards to this institution of fucking learning that pays you six fucking million dollars or what fucking ever every fucking year. I seen you. I seen you out there with the sick little fucking kids, and that's great. And I appreciate all the goddamn charity work you do. But when you talk about the fan base, the the hard working shit heels who pay your Goddamn ass wiping, special dollar bill ass wiping, toilet paper budget. I don't know. You probably wipe your bottom with, pardon my language. But seriously, you can't talk that fucking way about the greatest fucking fans uh, in America. And if you don't believe it, I'm gonna write all this down. I'm gonna throw it through a fucking brick, and I'm gonna gonna put it not through the windshield of your house, but I'm certainly going to open your truck door and just put it right in that bastard. Uh- I- Coach Polini, as an educator, I work with young children uh, for the last 30 years, and what I try to teach them is the value of choosing language not only for its shock value but for what it can convey about you as a person. And I'm very disappointed in that, that you needed to rely on such vulgarities to get a point across. Uh, sincerely yours, fuck off. Frank fucking Solich wouldn't ever stoop to this. You 
you piece of cock shit. I want to slam your dick in a car trunk and drive it off a cliff, but we don't have any. Yeah, but... (laughs) (laughs) There's got to be one cliff in Nebraska, right? Like, one. I thought he meant they didn't have cars. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get the one fucking car, you see. And then we're going to put... We're going to put one... Fucking car on that one fucking cliff. Which we is got like, a fucking Ferris wheel powered by corn ethanol. I will throw your ass off it, Bo Pelini. This is turning into like a very tame version of the Wu Tang torture skit. <laughs> I'm, oh, gonna, oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set that corn on the fryer for like five minutes. Let it pop real loud. I'll, I'll put you on a silo on a moderately warm day, and I won't tell your parents for at least three hours. And then I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a go nine and four. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a get your leg tangled in a combine. Then I'm gonna get you a pill dependency problem. And when the seasonal affective disorder kicks in, the second snow, you're gonna think about killing yourself. I'm gonna spread rumors that we're bringing back Bill Callahan. Damn. Like I yeah. said. Torture, motherfucker. <laughs> you'll start thinking about killing yourself. <laughs> Torture, motherfucker. Wu-Tang corn ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, there has to be seriously, like, a state with that much agriculture it has to have uh, something that has eroded to, like, a 30-foot cliff on accident, right? It's a cow. Well, I mean, from what I understand, all they have protecting them from the winds of, like, Winnipeg is barbed wire. So, I mean, <laughs> it's all got to be pretty dang flat by you now. The, you mean the Pamela Anderson character? <laughs> yeah, she just stands there with, uh, what she had? Was it a bazooka? Did you see those? Did you I see don't, that? I don't recall, see but... <laughs> Coach Pellini, did you see that goddamn lady? She's just a threat all the time. <laughs> she in Nebraska football. That's all that unites us. Pam Anderson scored as many touchdowns in the second half of uh, the UCLA game as Nebraska did, so. Oh, Nebraska. Indian word for bumpy Kansas. <laughs> but not, not hilly. It's just, it's kind of pimply, the whole, the whole <laughs> state. Pimp, just pimply. Thank God for Accutane, because it gave us, it gave Kansas that smooth skin that it enjoys. I, uh, I really seriously, like, the best part about this is that what we're going to do is that we're going to get Bo Pelini talking about how shitty the fans are. Like, I'm sure that's the word he used. I'm not looking at the transcript. Fucking shitty is probably what he said, because he's Bo Pelini. By the way, that's not funny. Have you seen Bo Pelini in person? Not no, no. But. Well, we're we're both alive, so no. Okay, I was in New Orleans for the 2007 championship game, and I was in Jackson Square talking to somebody, and this dude ran by, and my first thought was, I think that guy's in the special forces. Like he just kind of looked like the guy's like, yeah, I'm gonna go out for a quick like you know 30 minute jog. How far are you going? You know, like five miles, like that kind of guy, and. He, this dude just jogs by and he looks jacked and really intense and, and going really fast. And, uh, it was Bo Pelini and, uh, people in Jackson square in the morning consider that level of alertness, like all whip their head around, like, Whoa, don't fuck with that guy. That's Bo Pelini. So what doesn't get across on the tape <laughs> is how terrifying this must've been for the interviewer <laughs> and, and the true rage that must've just been glowing off of his head. Or maybe this was just a grade C Pelini rant. 
and like that guy's totally hurt at all. Like there, there's, there's literally, literally nothing that could, that could frighten that man in any way at this point. This is Polini after a game they won. <laughs> that's, that's true. Like, like, what did he sound like after the uh, after the Big Ten championship game last year? My God. Yeah, think about it. I, you know, this is probably with Brett Bielema like texting him his balls on his phone. <laughs> you know, like, that's that's probably what's happening. He's like, hey, uh, so, so, I always do butthead when I start talking. Polini, <laughs> like, oh, Hey, <laughs> hey, Bo! Look at my balls. You know, it's just like him putting his balls on just a Nebraska Huskers T-shirt in the locker room, and he probably sent it like seven times, so that it's not even funny. Uh, well, what if it's uh, the 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 reaction is sort of inversely proportional to the result of the game? So you get a big win over Ohio State, and you have a fucking meltdown about it. Um, but your team gets splattered all over the field, and uh, you know, then you're just a pleasant, sweet guy. <laughs> Maybe. Oh God, I just had this side thought. By the way, what was it like when Bielema got the Arkansas job? Like, because Politi's obviously not real happy in Nebraska, you know, <laughs> and he's just stuck and it's cold, and he can't get over that non-four loss season hump, right? And then a guy who I guarantee you he thinks he's a better coach than, right? Because all coaches think that, right? Like, if, if you ask Bo Pelini, hey, man, who's a better coach, you or Brett Bielema? He's like, fuck that guy. I'm so much better. And then he gets the Arkansas job. <laughs> like he had to just look out. Like, and when that happened, he just had to look out at that corn. So what you're saying is this sport has turned the state of Arkansas into, like, the one corn cob thrown to, like, a pack of starving rats and everyone's fighting over the state of Arkansas. Like it's, it's, it's refuge. <laughs> and then Bielem is just texting him his balls again. He like SEC job. What, uh-huh. what, what this is setting up is act three of this drama you're describing is going to be a very intense Outback Bowl in two years. <laughs> Why is he going for two and they're winning by 40? Holy it's halftime. Why is he going for two now? They're not even playing. <laughs> oh, my God. He's kicking a field goal when they're up by 40? Why is Bo Pelini biting Brett Bielema in the balls? <laughs> just, okay. just him sitting there screaming over and over again across the sidelines. Just That's what the card said! All at, at Bielema. All at noon o'clock, noon o'clock in Tampa. It'll be perfect. <laughs> Bielema will be wearing long sleeves. It'll be 98 degrees. 74 degree day on January 2nd or whatever. Bielema will be wearing a mock turtleneck and bike shorts. <laughs> he just won't let go of his hand at the postgame shake, just trying to squeeze it. <laughs> Say it! Say it! That's what the card said! That's right! That he just quit. Like, that would be, for me, that would be the most satisfactory ending of this. If Bo Pelini gets that matchup, beats Arkansas by, like, 900 points in the Outback Bowl, punches Bielema at the halftime, and just walk, like does the, like, mic drop, just punches him, walks off, and just goes, SEC! Walks out. And then Arkansas fires Bielema for that, hires Polini. <laughs> My question after all of this is, why are fans surprised when their coach, it turns out their coach hates them? Because do fans not realize that they are the field trip of seventh graders in this equation, bringing almost nothing positive and only problems. 
Yeah, I, I like the idea that uh, the only people in the world who don't complain about, you know, their their customers, so to speak, are uh, college football head coaches who are just known to be totally reasonable about everything and have patience for so many things. No, I think that's a perfectly valid criticism that I only came back from 21 down against Ohio State to beat them. I mean, that seems like that. Yeah, I mean, the fans got to expect more than that. They got to expect more than nine wins at a school that's located nowhere. <laughs> might not even have a hometown. Just. Yeah, with an aging fan base, like a really aging fan base, like a fan base that Ohio State would consider old. That kind of fan base. That's yeah, nine, nine wins. Nine wins at a place that, that seriously is like what? They're the second largest state? So the second largest federal, federal corn subsidies, we have to take on 20, um, 20 players with ties to the corn subsidy coalition every year. That's on me. I have to overcome that. And they're the sane ones. That's sane to expect that at a place that fired Frank Solich for having nine wins. Well, Frank Solich didn't really cuss enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I beg to differ. If you've heard him in an Athens, Ohio, Athens, Ohio, Mexican restaurant, that man can curse up a store. Nine wins. Now they fired him for that. Now, uh, is that an authentic Mexican restaurant? Like, are they are they actually shipping stuff up from Mexico, like, you know, peppers and what have you? Because that stuff is going to be, like, weeks old by the time it gets there. The nearest airport is, like, five states away. You know, no, knowing Frank Solich, you know, it's it's probably uh, it's probably running on the ground. So it's probably in pretty rough shape. That guacamole, it's brown. Well, you just got to stir it. He's just he's got to put a little food color in it. It's a it's know. a it's a blue collar brown though. <laughs> and there's a triple option with this guacamole. <laughs> you can either eat it rotten, rotten with food coloring in it, or you can simply eat the mayonnaise that we've mixed with. Uh, what would you mix with mayonnaise to give it that guacamole flair? Oh, Let, lettuce, Fr- French onion dip. French onion dip. <laughs> French French onion dip. This is our John Boy's creation for this podcast. <laughs> We're gonna call it Ohio guacamole, and it's when you take mayonnaise, lettuce, green food color. No, no, no. Green. I'm gonna go with green play doh, and we'll just take that. It's got to be the fresh play doh, though. You can't get it when. It, what, what about quickly? What about like uh, um, Gerber spinach? Yeah, get some baby food because that comes in jars. Babies are fed in Ohio. I know that much. So you got to gosh, leg, are they ever? You, you got a leg up on Mississippi, Ohio. Uh, just put the Cairo syrup right in the bottle. It's all we have. <laughs> like public health wise, if you knew how true that was, everyone in this podcast would be crying. Everyone. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 something that I think Nebraskans have. You know. They've got a, a hold on reason and uh, logic that, you know, most college fans, just they've just let slip over the years. It's pretty obvious. Well, this is why they're just going to they're just going to bring Osborne back, right? <laughs> this is this is where we intro into our discussion of the spot uncle. <laughs> We've been talking about this, that football programs all need a spot uncle who can come in, maybe take the reins for a week or two, you know, just to. Simmer things down between uh, the current. You know, it's like when, you know, things get a little hot with the missus. You just, you know, you bring in the spot husband. Go spend a week or two somewhere else. That, that's basically what this is, the custodian of every program. 
Maybe you have uh, the Osborne statue do a little coaching for a while. Wouldn't hurt on defense, would it? Huh? No, sir. Did you see the way they played against UCLA? Just makes me fucking sick. Pardon my language. Yeah, see, like, um, <clears throat> Spencer seems to know a lot about the Nebraska accent, but no, no one else here is really familiar at all. Oh, I'm just making so it up. I'm making it up. I'm basically like... Uh, it's, I think it's a little suspicious. Anybody I, anybody in the first hour of a Superman movie, when he's in, like, Smallville, I'm just doing that accent. I think you have ties to Nebraskan interests, sir. <laughs> all right, you've uncovered me. I uh, I am a uh, I am a closet sleeper cell for the Houston Nut for Nebraska campaign. Mm-hmm. We were really close in 2004, uh, and we were trying to make it happen again. In case you wonder who leaked it, it was Houston Nut. That's who was there. It was Houston mm-hmm. Nut, a tiny one, like a tiny three inch Houston Nut in a pocket. Oh, tell me Houston Nut wouldn't make an excellent miniaturized person. By the way, if somebody had to spend the rest of their life being like three inches tall, being like, hey, put me in your pocket. It'll be fun. Let's do it. Houston Nut would be a great candidate for that. Uh, this this is a great live action Ratatouille you've just created. <laughs> <laughs> except the dish we're except the dish we're making is scholarship violations. <laughs> with a side of cotton bowl. Well, something is flushed down the toilet in both movies. <laughs> That's it. Like the critic, the critic lines up, takes a bite. Oh my God! It tastes like Troy University scholarship numbers. <laughs> I haven't had a dish like this since Larry Blakeney was head chef here. That's a, an in, that's an inside joke. Abundant Larry, freshman. That's a Larry Blakeney trapped in a fridge somewhere. <laughs> What'd you do? You know, I wanted some Gus Malzahn, but not the whole Gus Malzahn. <laughs> so I just cut an arm off and put it in the stew. It was delicious. Both of us appreciated it. Gus Malzahn's over there like, it's a resume line. Yeah, yeah, you, you forget sometimes. Gus Malzahn coached, coached for uh, Houston Nut. That happened. I mean, I cut, coached as in he was sort of there and, like, handcuffed. He was present. No, they, cellar, like, literally handcuffed. They had, like, three or four games where Malzahn was clearly mostly in charge of the offense. I remember watching it, and you're thinking, dear God, what is this madness? This magnificent offense. And then, like, after, like, three or four games, they handcuffed him. And, like, in game seven, you're like, oh, that's happened ball right there. There, <laughs> had, there had to be some point where the the Nuts and the Malzons went out to dinner together, right? Uh, that probably happened. What mm-hmm. must that have been like? What must that Golden Corral <laughs> have felt like that <laughs> evening? Well, you know, Christy Malzahn's there, too. That's the really golden right. part. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That she's a portion of this. Like, you know, Houston, we're real we are real active in our church. And like Houston Nuts like, that's great. And he's terrified because he doesn't actually know anything about church. Yeah, he's never heard that word before. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> like Houston Nut knows the word football and he knows sign language. Those are pretty much his skill sets right there. And one of them is shakier than the other, and it's not the sign language. Yeah, it's it's, it's just Christy being, you know, really excited in a southern blonde lady sort of way about normal person things, and Houston nuts trying to cheat, just trying to cheat. <laughs> Do you think he's the guy who gets like he's like, they're like, would you like a drink? And he's like, no, 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 no. Can you give me a big glass? Can you give me some water? 
Lemon. Yeah, you know. <laughs> like, this is the sign that Ryan grew. Oh, God, I'm going to have to bleep that. This is the sign that Ryan. Yeah, you can say Ryan. Just for the record, you've called me Ryan on every podcast. Today. Yeah, that seal's okay. been broken. Okay. As long as I don't do the last name, right? Right. Let's work on that. Okay. Right. This is how you know that you grew up in Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the most Florida thing ever. No, 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 I don't want to drink. But at this Olive Garden, I would like the free bread. And if you could get me a big glass, some lemons, <laughs> and some Splenda, because I'm watching my diet. Oh, no, uh, no. We're, we're talking about Houston Nut. Just bring him some maple syrup. <laughs> yeah. God, that'll, be, that'll be 30 cents for a side, sir. Oh, oh dang it. Oh. <laughs> bring me some light syrup. That'll be 45 cents. Go! <laughs> Do you just have some of those free mints? Because I could just make it peppermint lemonade. No wonder these Italians took over the world. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, by the way, the the uh, spot uncle for Nebraska is obviously Tom Osborne, right? The spot uncle uh, who, when things get hard, if we call for Florida, it's probably still Steve Spurrier because you could just call him. He's not doing much. He, yeah. might, say, he might send Junior. You know, um, if we can get Skype... Okay. You know, he's probably capable of that, right? Yeah, sure. Distance learning. He'd, he'd probably prefer that to actually uh, attending practice. <laughs> hey, you, you could do that from the boat. <laughs> hey, you got an iPhone? These things are amazing. Just look at it. Uh, I think uh, the stepdad or the spot uncle for uh, Georgia is Ray Goff, but he's like the kind of spot uncle who takes you to buy cigarettes and go to the shooting range. Right? When you're like eight. Yeah, I see that. It it, it could be uh, maybe like Governor Sonny Purdue. I don't think he's still the governor. I don't keep up with those things, but um, it's probably he's, it's he's probably, like it's probably Travis Tritt. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 got to be Travis Tritt or uh, maybe Damon Evans. Maybe they just never took his name off the form, and um, it's, it's they're gonna go have to find him, and he's gonna have to coach football team. Who's a golfer from Georgia? That would probably be a good call. I don't know any of those people, but if there were... Is it a... Yeah, famous Georgia golfer, that guy. Yeah, zombie Bobby Jones. <laughs> probably Ray, Ray, Ray Golf. Ray Golf. <laughs> you, know you know the spot uncle for Old Miss is probably Houston Nutt, right? Like, that's how bad old mrs history is like who are they gonna call they call cutcliffe and be like hey could you just come back here and help us cutcliffe and be like suck my ass (laughs) you can kiss it all four acres of just just kiss it i don't care for tennessee it would be uh it'd be johnny majors and you know that that spot uncle would come in and uh he'd leave something burning on the stove i'm gonna say it's cooper manning Just, just, just like, just give us some handing. Just, just show up. Just smile a little bit. That's it. Everything else take care of itself. We'll be Kentucky. Everybody will shut up. Every now and then, it's just like, hey, could you get Archie to text me? Archie just text, hi. <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> oh my god. Spot uncle for, uh, I think spot uncle for USC has always been John Robinson. Although it'd be great if Pete Carroll just made like an appearance. Like Pete would probably do that. Like, he's that crazy. Like, working for the Seahawks, they're like, hey, Pete, could you just show up for, like, four hours Saturday and put on a headset? Okay. Now, the, the, uh, the spot uncle for LSU is, of course, Nick Saban. Yeah. <laughs> who, who actually would just be a binder, <laughs> the, like, complete binder of how to be Nick Saban that I'm convinced he left in his office, right? Like, the detailed decision tree of how to handle everything that, that Les Miles consults when he needs to actually do something. I'm convinced he consults it. He's like, 
Okay, that's great. Here, hold on. Opens it up. Page 73. What to have for lunch? Salad and turkey. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Okay, okay, great, Coach. We got it. And he tries really hard to do that, but he just <laughs> end, ends up eating an ox. <laughs> I don't know how it. I don't know how it happened. I'll tell you what. Damn thing was delicious. Uh, so I think this leaves Gene Stallings as the Alabama spot uncle. Yeah. Uh, Bill, Bill Curry. Bill, uh, oh. <laughs> Bill Bill Curry is the spot crazy cousin. You know what? Like after seeing Gene Stallings after the tornado show up with a grill, I'm convinced Gene Stallings may be everybody's spot uncle. Because I don't know if anything like that was a bad. It's a bad moment, right? Sad. It's a disaster. And then somebody tweets out a picture. They're like, "Man, Gene Sully just drove up with his truck and a grill." Like that was like Gene Sully was like, "Well, I need to go help. Guess I better get my grill." <laughs> like, I laughed, but I cried because that's like the sweetest old man thing ever. Like everything's gone wrong. Better make some hamburgers. <laughs> Which he's right. Like that's some of it's like I'm like, I want Gene Stallings to be everybody's spot uncle. Like when things go wrong, I want to like is that something cooking? Open my door, he's in the front yard. Hello, heard you needed some help. I brought my grill. <laughs> like what an awesome spot uncle he would be. Uh Mississippi State has only been coached by spot uncles. They've never had a dad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, who's the abusive spot uncle? That's what I want to know. Who's the spot <laughs> uncle where they're like, he's not supposed to be within 100 feet of a church. Is that Jackie Sherrill? That's Butch Davis. Is that Butch? <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's so bad that, like, Miami's, you know, Miami's spot uncle probably is Butch Davis. It's not Right, it's not, right. Oh, that's a bad situation. He's like, hey, don't tell your mom I'm here, all right? <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas. What are you doing? Uncle Butch? Listen, I just need to sleep in the garage. Don't say nothing. I'll give you some weed. Now I'm he's seven. The, he's the, uh, to the, the line from Fight Club, the fucker setting up franchises. That's, that's Butch, da- Butch Davis. <laughs> like, he's got, they, a, he's got, got a sax he, piece. <laughs> he's got a sax piece. Does he have a sax piece? Uh, no, actually, that's Ray Goff. Ray Goff has, like, Ray Goff actually made a lot of money <laughs> with sax piece. Huh. Is that the best that like he failed at football and he's like, I'm going to something where I can prosper, chicken. He's that's like the master P move. <laughs> he's like George's master P. <laughs> he, he probably did the same master P thing. Like I beat Shaq on this backcourt. No, you didn't, Ragoff. <laughs> I qualified. Shaq, Shaq was incapacitated <laughs> with Zach sauce. <laughs> he was. I ate too many salads. <laughs> <laughs> for, uh, break, off, like, that- break off like dunking on him on like a three foot goal as he's like lying there incapacitated with gluttony on the floor sodium sodium overload how okay, you know okay. much sodium it would take to take down Shaq probably like three Zaxby's french fries you'd have to eat a salt lick <laughs> you'd have to eat like one Zaxby's meal in its entirety for those who don't know Zaxby's yeah it's um it's like a mix between Hardee's and Kenny Rogers roasters is that a good it's yeah. been compared to uh, to raisin canes for our folks on the western side of the world. The world being, you know, um, the south. I don't, I don't know what you people outside eat, but it's uh, just the most oversalted chicken you can imagine. Um, is my is my take on it. So in other words, other words, huge with deer and obese southerners. Mm-hmm. 
it strikes me as the kind of restaurant that a frat guy just out of college was like, man, we can totally beat Chick-fil-A at this game. Let's do it, bros. We got a Z and an X. Do you know how extreme that is? Scrabble points. Everything will have a Z in it. Everything. Our employees will sue for sexual harassment. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's like the longest discussion anyone's ever had about Zaxby's, including like the CEO of Zaxby's. He's probably never thought he was probably like, just call it Zaxby's. I'm going to hit 18. All right. Uh, Before we end the Zaxby's discussion, I want to call dibs on Zaxis of evil, whatever. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but Mm -hmm. something. (laughs) That's like, yeah, when 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 Zaxby's and Huddle House uh, align align to uh take over the the knockoff Georgia Foods market. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that, I I I'm I'm just going to go ahead and see the idea to Ryan that territory is yours. Uh hey. we, we may populate we may populate all worlds except that one. We'll stay away <laughs> from it. Great controlling alien. That is your playground. Yeah. Uh it's your Europa, man. You play with it. Zaxis of evil. We don't have running water. <laughs> I, I think the spot uncle for uh this is the my favorite one. And it is an obscure one. But remember who the all-time, like, losing his coach at Vanderbilt was? It was Watson Brown, Mac Brown's brother. Mm. Yeah, Watson Brown. What? That's how bad Vandy is. Watson Brown is their spot uncle. <laughs> you, know who, you know who's currently the spot uncle for Notre Dame? Is it is it Tyrone Willingham? Is uh, it Bob Davey? It's Bob Davey. It's Bob yeah, Davey. got to be Bob Davey. He was... He was he, he was kind of uh, uh, leering at them from from above for several years there. Hey, listen, uh, you know Bob's in a little trouble out in New Mexico right now. He thought he could just coach football, but then he got in a little over his head. He's only going to be there for a year. It's a crazy story. Actually, that was Mike Loxley because Mike Loxley really only was in New Mexico for a year in Albuquerque. Remember? But he made a <laughs> and count. then he, yeah, and then he had to get a new identity in Maryland. <laughs> in a fiery exit. The spot uncle for Oregon football is uh, Mike Bellotti. That's or actually I think the spot uncle's Rich Brooks, man. Rich it's just a, yeah, he's just out there with a fishing pole, just living the swank ass Rich Brooks life. Yeah, Rich Brooks is the spot uncle you call in when your other spot uncle fucked up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he pulls up in the Lincoln, pulls out a yeah. fat wad of money. Do you yeah. do, do you need like do you need like, you know, two hundred bucks? We can go. We can go make like three times that at the casino. Yeah. And like, every, unlike every other spot uncle, he means it. Like he'll go there and he'll be like, "God, my uncle can't lose at blackjack." I think Rich Brooks. There's a. Uh, he's going to check the check the calendar first. He's checking the weather, checking the farmer's almanac. Oh yeah. To, uh, to see what the crops and the and the golf and the all that stuff looks like. Like Kentucky somehow somehow he's their spot uncle as well. Um, well, you know, Kentucky, got mountains, but. Kentucky deserves something good, right? So really, he has it set up. If the weather sucks, he just stays in and goes to the casino. So he's a, he's a migratory bird. He just yeah, man. travels from Kentucky to Oregon throughout the year. He's a snowbird. Oh, I got I have one more spot uncle. Like like one more definite spot uncle that's kind of terrifying. I'm going to be mad if you steal mine, but go ahead. <laughs> I really doubt I'm going to steal yours. <laughs> Seriously. Uh the Spot uncle for uh, Auburn football. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it, it's Terry Bowden. Yay! 
That's, I mean, he's not real helpful. <laughs> he's got this weird new family. The uh, spot uncle for Virginia, who you're secretly like, he might be my dad. I'll grow. <laughs> when you're like, man, I sound really boring when I talk. <gasps> right. Did you see how bland I looked in the mirror? Look at this angle. Oh, God. Now, the just... guy with the, the best spot uncle gig in the world is probably June Jones. He can just take a trip out to Hawaii at a moment's notice. That's true, although keep in mind, he's not going to stay for long because they tried to kill him. That's, and then that's we... how they... Go ahead, sir. Well, we have we have the actual spot uncle, Chris Alt. Yeah, he's done it. <laughs> he, he's got experience. That's like Bill Snyder. If things go wrong with Bill Snyder, he calls Bill Snyder. I think I, it's entirely possible in 40 years, if things are bad at Nevada, they're like, all right, I think we can revivify Chris Alt. Would that be the most, like, old, flinty Westerner <laughs> thing ever? That they're like, yeah, go get Chris Alt. And they just point to this mine shaft. Be like, all right, <laughs> he can only play at night because direct sunlight will make his skin fall off. He'll shatter. <laughs> so he's going to coach from the booth during day games. But he just has, like, a, he has some guy who's wearing some kind of animal skin. If he's not talking about football, he's talking about how much the government's in his business. They're saying I can't take lead out of the water. <laughs> like, why did Bronco Mendenhall have to go shake hands with a sarcophagus? <laughs> he's just prone to slapping antiquated firearms on the table to make a point. <laughs> he's basically like, I'm just writing him as Gus Chiggins. That's it. Just as the old prospector. That's Chris Alt. That and, and Chris Peterson. This is my favorite one, too. Boise State. Boise State has its choice of spot uncles, Dan Hawkins. Dan Hawkins is their spot uncle. Oh, man. I want you to imagine how hard Dan Hawkins would try if he got another college football head coaching gig. Like, and I don't say that as a good thing. Like, he would try way too hard. It's, it's, it'd be, it'd hurt your heart. (laughs) Dan, Dan Hawkins would show up, get like, I don't know, let's just say the Memphis job, and he'd say, He'd say, put Stanford on the schedule. We're beating those assholes. Yeah, I, I mean, it would, yeah. You'd be like, God, man, you know, optimism's a great thing. And in abundance, it's kind of tragic. No, I can fly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay you. I'll pay you to coach here. You don't even have to pay me. Like, How about this? You, you pay me a million dollars per win. I'm going to break your bank. Yeah. He would just be like Greg Kinnear, you know, in Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> just hold on, everybody. I've got this seminar. If you'll just sit down and listen. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, there's, there's like, uh, nothing, nothing happening this week. Nope. Yeah, nothing. Like, Dan seriously. Haw- Dan Hawkins is more interesting than every game from 4 o'clock forward next week. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, from noon o'clock forward? Listen, that Utah State-USC game is going to be fun. Wait, is that a nooner? That's a 3.30. I, oh, okay. keep, I keep trying to find uh, – I guarantee you there are a couple of absolute – there are a couple that are strictly for morbid curiosity. I believe you were talking about Tulane at Syracuse. <laughs> hey, one one game win streak. Winner keeps the domes. All of them. <laughs> Oh, please take them. <laughs> it's just all like if you off, if you actually had the deed to the Superdome, how screwed would you be? I'm like, oh God, what do I do with it? 
I'm pretty sure Vanderbilt at Massachusetts only ex- that that looks like something Vanderbilt fans are only going to go to for shopping purposes. Um, let That's me... clearly a recruiting uh, game. One of the games you schedule in a, in a talent-rich state. Sure, sure. Vanderbilt uh, hockey. James yeah. Franklin just uh, wants some like really crabby uh, sports fans. That's all they have in Massachusetts. Just people oh. who bitch about sports. Okay, well, well, let's let's rewind. I'm going to uncover a few gems on the schedule. There are a few. Okay, um, and you do have to extract them from coprolites, aka dinosaur poop. It's a power, it's a extensive process. It's very expensive, and it yields you these like tiny little fractured rubies. But you why, know they they sell them for like dinosaurs. Why were dinosaurs eating jewels? Because <laughs> they were ballers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's why they died. Because they make my dookie twinkle. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Clemson, NC State. This will be a really entertaining football game because it's great to see something blown up. It's really awesome. Also, the fat guy from last year might be there. He might be on a pole and he might be shirtless. The husky harbinger of doom. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and point out uh, Auburn LSU. The uh, the Gus bus is gonna just slam right into the side of a the side of a, a huge huge building, but it's it's gonna be going full speed when it does it. it. It'll it's it'll make a it'll make a fascinating noise as always. I will go ahead and also point out on Friday, do not sleep on Boise State Fresno State. Do not uh, a a blinding shootout uh, with weapons of questionable accuracy. In all directions. I really, really, really like this game. You should know that um, Run the Jewels is playing in Atlanta that night, and I'm recommending you stay home and watch Boise Fresno instead. That says something, sir. I would also uh, point out, if you want to see the unholiest of unholy ass whippings, if you want to see a cow blown up with a rocket launcher, nay, if you want to see Death Race 3000, I suggest... You go ahead and you watch at 12 p.m. Saturday, Louisville take on Florida International. So you're saying that's going to be the explosive game and not Ohio State hosting FAMU? That's how bad FIU is at this point? I only give the edge to FIU for this. (laughs) They are coached by Ron Turner. And they lost to to Bethune-Cookman by, uh, like, 34-13 this this week. You know, we're we're often very negative when we do this, but I'd like to point out that we do live in a world where Ron Turner can only coach one team. (laughs) And that is a damn shame. (laughs) I mean, come on, because if this is what he's doing full-time, we can split him between two teams. Absolutely. He can can do three-hour shifts. With no discernible loss in effect, because 50% of nothing is nothing. Oh, and um, speaking of FIU, which please let's spend as much time as possible on FIU. Um, that that bio that y'all dug up on the, the FIU OC who happens to be Ron Turner's son, mm-hmm. the, the the coaching bio on their website that's basically just um, glowing quotes from other coaches and no actual work experience whatsoever. This guy's in charge of an FBS offense, and it's not clear. Like it's a broke down film for the Bills in two thousand eight. Well, charted timeouts. Jason, they got all these positions where they say they want three years experience, but how am I supposed to get in three years if every position wants experience? 
That's true. So, so there are certain schools that they function as sort of an internship program. If you, if you come to work for Nick Saban, you'll find a job elsewhere. But FIU, it's like a call center. Yeah. <laughs> after a week, they just like, man, he's been here a week. That's a long time. Boy, he's, he might kill us. We should put him, uh, we should promote him. He knows too many things. He knows too many things. We should put him up here. Uh, another couple of, uh, uncovered gems here, by the way. Uh, the next install, God, this week sucks so bad. I'm just going to run through a few of these because they hurt. Uh, Arkansas at Rutgers. The immortal struggle continues. Arkansas versus Rutgers. Uh, you're going to see, uh, you're going to see, uh, Utah State at USC. Chucky Keaton. Chucky uh, gonna fuck somebody up. I'm telling you, they might lose, but they're going to bleed. Kansas State at Texas. Uh, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can watch. You, you, there's a good chance you can watch an old man cry himself to death. I thought you're, I thought you're <laughs> going to say an old man murder another old man. <laughs> well, if you're again, I grew up in Tampa, so that's not something I'm not used to. Yeah, so damn. I'm, when you when you pitch it like that, you know that's the game of the week. If you're like oh. old man. Versus old man, they're literally going to murder each other. <laughs> if those two got in a fight, how, what percentage of your of your of your life savings would you bet on Bill Snyder? Oh, like a fight of oh, any I, nature, sword I, fight, fist fight. If they're driving trucks at each other, like well, all of it, all of it. You don't understand. Once Mac Brown throws his hair at you, you're blinded. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> actually, re- actually, remember he just Mac Brown just takes his defensive coordinator with him. Uh, he doesn't have to be faster than Bill Snyder. He just has to be faster than the defensive coordinator. Aww. So he just lights the defensive coordinator on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Craig Robinson's like Whoa. rolls him down a hill. Whoa. Bill Snyder. <laughs> hey Mac, a little hot in here, huh? Yeah. Like, I bet Manny Diaz would be like, Paul, oh, please don't set me on fire. This is awful. Greg Robinson's like, whoa, crazy. I don't know. Motivational tactic? Get the kids in here. I'm into work. it. I'm into this. Yeah, yeah let's, let's do it. Do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Later on, he'd deny it. No, no. There's no man on fire in here as he's burning. I was uh, never, I never allowed myself to be set on fire to stir people up. That never happened. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, Louisiana Monroe Baylor, which you're yes. kind of sleeping on. I'm not. No, oh, you're not. That. Yeah. Uh, which again, that was a that was an exciting thrill ride last year. This is in Baylor, so uh, they're probably beat them by forty points. Nothing personal. It's just what Baylor does. Uh, I predict. Well, what do we think is going to happen at Troy, Mississippi State? No, no, no we don't, we're not thinking about that. Come on, trying really hard not to think about Come that. Come on, guys. Um, you, Mississippi. All right. Uh, it also Mississippi State is going to win by ten after scoring 21 unanswered points in the fourth quarter, and Dan Mullen is going to pretend like everything's fine. Yeah. Dak Prescott, by the way, didn't – I mean, he didn't play a bad game against Auburn. He really didn't if you watched it. Um, but it wasn't that great. Yeah. Now, I think um, Dan Mullen's going to go ahead and claim a state championship because he doesn't know which state Troy is in. Yeah, <laughs> We run this municipality. This, this aggregate, it'll be like Senegambia. We just merge Alabama and Mississippi into Alicipi and see if it works better that way. Just give it two or three years and then decide, if, you know, ah, it's not working. Yeah, combine the two states and they can, like, pool resource. <laughs> <laughs> uh, down, we actually have, uh, at night, 
there are a few games. Uh, Michigan at the Little House. At the Little Yep. <laughs> they go to, they go to, this was by the way. All right, now, the Little House get pretty good reviews as a stadium. It really does. This, this is, is a, still a lesson on why you should read everything you sign very carefully. Very. I believe RG3 said UConn Stadium was the loudest he ever played at. Didn't that happen? Said that Rensselaer Stadium was uh, was the basis for Baylor's new stadium, actually, in terms of getting the, being a small stadium that packed a lot of sound in. So they really wanted to borrow some of those features. I hope one of them isn't the football team because um, UConn's unbearable. Absolutely. If you want a really fun Google image uh, result, by the way, yeah, search search young Paul Pasqualoni. Nope. It's just all pictures of old pal Paul Pasqualoni. <laughs> yeah, he was born. <laughs> and like the third image is that one of him just staring dead at the camera, like Argh. all of the images. Uh, you've got uh, Arizona State at Stanford, which I hope Stanford uh, beats the uh, the televangelist's headset off of. Todd Graham, but mainly, mainly because Todd Graham totally did the heel move, and they were like, hey, you know, it's too bad about Wisconsin and the officiating there, but, you know, the better team won. Sorry. Yeah, and Stanford exacting revenge there would be a really striking a blow for, like, teams with a lot of fat guys. So there's a kinship <laughs> there. Arizona State-Stanford is going to be like that first time you played Mike Tyson's punch-out and you got past Glass Jaw, Joe, and you were like, Oh, this game's totally easy, and then you got your ass creamed by the next fighter. That's what Arizona State is. Isn't it? Yeah, Stanford's a little bald bullish. Oh, here he comes. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> Every time. Uh, and then after that, uh, there's, there's a, but it, boy, it's a, it's a night for this. It's a night for the dregs of the old whack, the Mountain West, and every other team that you end up watching at ten fifteen p.m. It's pretty bad. If I had, by the way, the connoisseur's pick for the evening, the Holy War is this night. Yes. And re- if you'll remember, this was the night last year when the Mus uh, charged the field three times, uh, I believe. And Utah, is this is in Provo, so they'll probably be a little more organized than that. But a surprisingly hateful game every single year, and you're out. Uh, so I would go ahead and pay some attention to that. 10-15 is the kick, uh, and you can't stay up late for it, Mormons, because you don't drink coffee. The alternative there is New Mexico State at UCLA, so I think you can consider our ticket to Provo booked. Yeah, that and uh, that and remember, you. <laughs> I can't even say this with a straight face. It's the battle of Utsa versus Utap, <laughs> 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 which you know you can watch. I, I really recommend watching like 15 minutes of a Utap game. Any weekend, just to be like, dear God, is that how they live? 